This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is iFanboy Special Edition, The Flash. Are these times contagious? I've never been this bored before Is this the prize I've waited for? Now with the hours passing There's nothing we're looking to reach Hello, welcome to my fanboy special edition, The Flash. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I'm here with, hey, look, it's Josh Flanagan. And here with younger version of me, Josh Flanagan. <laughs> He's super annoying, so just try not to address him if you can help it. You might have related to that part of the movie. And we're talking about The Flash, the latest, I guess, movie from the DC Extended Universe, whatever they call it. We'll talk about all that business in a minute. So spoiler warning, this is your spoiler warning for this movie, because we're going to talk about it. This movie, Josh, was in development for like nine years and had, I think, at one point, nine different directors attached. And I believe the, the leak was 45 different screenwriters. Not that I worked on the script, but just in the course of the last nine years working on different scripts. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's a long and torturous journey to the screen for The Fastest Man Alive, which is ironic. This was directed by Andy Machete, an Argentinian director. He did the It movies, the two It okay. movies, and written by Christina Hodson. Also, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, the hot writing duo, but I think they probably did an earlier version of the script. I think Christina did the final version. Starred Ezra Miller, who uh, we are fully aware is a they-them. We'll try not to you know, say it incorrectly, but it may slip out by accident. And Michael Keaton, Sasha Cowley, and a bunch of other people. We'll get to that. So, anyone who listens to these shows, I'm not a big fan of the DC movies. The Snyderverse, I'm pretty down on. I enjoyed Wonder Woman. We all enjoyed Wonder Woman. The first one. The first Wonder Woman movie. I enjoyed Aquaman. I thought Aquaman was awful. I can't think of any other ones I've enjoyed. Uh, I, I mean, can't think of what the other ones were. Yeah, I'm having that issue as well. I mean, I so think I'm, you I'm, I was not excited for that reason. I was excited. Okay. Oh, obviously, yeah. <laughs> because of Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. We were 12 when the Batman 89 came out. I saw that movie 20 times in the theaters. I owned 45 Batman t-shirts that summer. Uh, I had the Batman Chuck Taylor All-Stars. So I was excited for that. Especially since, you know, he was also supposed to be in the Batgirl movie, which got yanked. So I was I was really hoping I'd at least get a chance to see him one more time. And, you know, it's a multiverse movie. They're all multiverse movies now. And so I was kind of curious to see how they would play with that. But for the most part, just on a, the basis of it being a Snyderverse film, I wasn't super excited. Although, I will say, from that dreadful Justice League film, Ezra Miller's Flash was one of the more enjoyable bits of it. Yes. I wasn't like dreading it because I was like, okay, well, he, their portrayal was fun. And these movies tend to lack fun. 
And so that'll that'll be interesting. So I wasn't like like oh man, I gotta go see Flash. Like I was excited, but I wasn't also. There's always that. I don't love this whole universe anyway, so I'm not that you know, over the moon for it. It's interesting that you say that because I, I do remember thinking that it, in the Justice League movies that Ezra Miller was the only source of any kind of levity. Yes, and it, at least I don't know humanity. Almost everything was so bleak. I mean, Aquaman to a certain extent, but mostly it was his yeah, Ezra Miller's character who was you know, the one having fun. Yeah, you know, and that said, you know, like is is that Barry Allen? No, 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 no not at all. Not but at all. not even a little. You know, <laughs> fine. Uh, so, but but that said, you know, like there's a lot of stories about that actor, yeah. and things aren't good, and they weren't sure if they're going to release the movie or whatever. And and I thought, I don't I don't know how this is going to affect the movie, but none of this points to a thing being good. And then the the trailer comes out, and I thought that's too many things. <laughs> That's far, far too many things. There was at one point in the movie where I thought, is this a Flash movie? Well, so the thing is that I like, I, I, you know, start the movie and, you know, my expectations, I did not want to go. Yeah. Uh, It looked looked very long. I did this for you. I know. Listener. Oh, I thought me. Jeez, I thought it was for me. Also you. I think I know that this this stuff's important to you. So I, it was like the listener, me and Michael Keaton is what you did for so yeah, so so that brings us to sitting in the theater and the and the lights come and I I thought you know it'll be fun to see Michael Keaton but I also did think oh, is this is this like a step too far is this us trying to like eat the cake and do whatever mm-hmm, sure and and based on the sub, sort of couple of lines that were in the trailer I thought is it going to be hokey because it's like oh, you want to get nuts they just kept playing that. the lines from the film in the trailer from the original film which so I, I will just go annoying. ahead and say right now. I thought they read much better in the actual picture. Yes. Like much better. And and all right, so, so let's get into it. Context is everything. Yes. I, I, I actually ended up having quite a bit of fun watching this movie. I don't know that it was a good movie. I hear you. But I had a really good time watching it. And like with, with the DC <laughs> it's film. Okay. It's like It's a safe the day, space. Like, with the DC film, it's like, I didn't hate it. I actually had fun watching it. Now- was it great? No. There no. were things I didn't like. Yes. Were there things I would have done differently? Sure. Would I watch it again? Probably. And so it's going to be interesting to get to the end of this discussion and rate it. And also in the back of my mind is, and this is going to be related to a different show we do this week. You know, I saw Flash and Spider-Man within 24 hours of each other. So the whole time I'm, I'm comparing and contrasting them and that's going to lead to an interesting Which discussion. Did you see first? I saw Flash first. Okay. So the, the one thing that is kind of annoying is you know the the main thrust of this movie is that it's the flash it's a version of the flashpoint story which i have now read in comics seen animated into adaptation <laughs> watched entire season of the flash tv show do an adaptation of and now a film that's four different ways of telling the flashpoint story there's got to be a different flash story we can do someone must have an idea it's interesting because as as I'm going through this, I thought I thought, oh, there's a lot of Jeff Johns in this for a guy whose name isn't on it. His story has been at, at adapted four in four places. Well, three places, kind of the original comics, like that. But also, <sighs> is there no other story than Flash going back to save his mom? I've only seen that story. They haven't done. I mean, this is the first movie. I understand. So they're going to go with the most because the thing is that's I think that is the first time that the origin story, quote unquote 
has had a dramatic story to it, I guess, because the old version, the Silver Age story is, you know, he's in the lab, there's an accident, yep. he gets the flash, but it's uh, it's ironic because he's always late. You know and he's kind of the science was when I mean this is skipping it, but whatever. When they when he goes back in time and he's gotta give powers to his old younger self, mm-hmm. I didn't see him ever put the chemicals on. Like he just sat him in the chair and then they got struck by lightning. Like well, the I chemicals no were, point, were between the window and them. So they hit the they went through the chemicals. Well no no point did the like the lightning blow up the 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 vials and like bathe him in chemicals. I they it was did, just, well, either way, uh, so they did they tried to recreate it and that doesn't work, and then Supergirl brings them up into the air, and at that point there were definitely no chemicals. <laughs> right. But I, was I also like, thought I don't understand what's Wow, happening. they burned him alive. Yeah. So the main story is, you know. Barry Allen, who is, and also I, I do want to say, my least favorite part of the movie was the opening sequence. So the opening sequence where, you know, Barry's late for work and he's low on calories and he needs to he needs his breakfast sandwich, but the guy it's being annoying at the store, and then he gets called in by Alfred, who has a emergency in Gotham, and the running to Gotham was cool, but then the he action gets the, scene. I thought, but was... like I thought the whole baby thing. I was like, aren't all those babies dead? So, okay, here's where I, this is what also, I think is really interesting. Batman's under, underplaying this whole hospital imploding while he's chasing yes, he three guys with chemicals. Listen, I was like, shouldn't listen. he be at the hospital? I'm going to tell you right now the key to enjoying anything about this movie the entire way through is to never stop and think about it. Josh, I told, I told you, I had a really fun time. I just didn't like right. that opening sequence. Once it got past the hospital where Batman but, ignored the hospital collapsing into the ground. Uh, once we got past that, I really enjoyed the movie. It was the first part. I was like, "This is all." Are those babies I thought, dead? I the only that baby thing would have that, roasted in that in that microwave once it was bathed in fire. Oh, is it has a, it has an insulating effect going both ways? Like, yes, you can totally do that. But I thought, well, okay, at least. And I actually like that scene because of the fact that you remember like the first time we saw Quicksilver in the mm-hmm. Days of Future Past. Yeah, and and I was like, yes. Show right. me how superpower works. Now, if they hadn't done that, this scene would have been amazing, but they did already do it. And it it was really well done. I thought we're seeing a guy use superpowers and they're specific superpowers. They're not glowy energy powers. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was pretty good. And I, mean, I think not once in this whole movie did the Flash do the superhero landing pose. And thank fuck, because I'm so sick of it. I want to kill no, myself. No, but he did the opposite, which was the superhero starting to run pose. Well... Okay, wait, wait. Hold on to that one. You can go because that was the first. Like it started, and I went, "Oh, don't! That's terrible." And then they kept doing doing it. I was like, "That's awful." No one's. I mean, I guess racers do, but you're not on starting blocks. I guess that's what they're trying to go for. Whatever. I thought it looked dumb. It did, but I mean, I don't care. It was just like. Why is he doing that? That and scene, like, that, right, I, I, I like that scene well enough because it was a superpower based scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're going to pick out the thing we don't like, I'm going to go with Ezra Miller. <laughs> I don't like Ezra Miller. I didn't like Ezra Miller in the in the Harry Potter-ish movies. I think Ezra Miller's a good actor. I <sighs> thought the scenes, the emotional scenes with the, with the mom were really strong. I, I, thought, I mean, the Near problem the is... the end, it was Beyond okay. Ezra Miller's psychological and criminal issues, which we're not talking about because it's not irrelevant. You're just talking about the performance. He's a good actor who's not a big star, so I don't know if that played into why this movie crashed and burned. I on just, the- I felt like it, like the character was being played too. It was like it was like we're going to try to make you look like you're on the spectrum really hard. Yeah, I get and that. it was all that nervous, fidgety stuff, and I felt like 
they're making a character for this guy that hasn't ever existed before. And oh, this, isn't is no, necessarily, this is no recognizable Flash. Right, There's and, and isn't flashes. necessarily better or more interesting. And I, I just like, and I don't know, I'm I'm projecting to a certain extent, but I feel like they were like, we'll make him neurodivergent so that, so that people, you know, can feel, it just, it didn't play for me. It felt like when, you know, like in the 80s and 90s when people would play mentally challenged people, that's what it felt like to me if you watch that now. Like, it just felt like he was like, I'll act like, I mean, it may as well have been the Big Bang Theory. It really bothered me. And then to up it, they went and they got another version of him. Like, okay, you'd be more annoying than the first version. And does that see? I thought from an acting point of view, he did a really good job of establishing two different characters. I'll give you that. I will absolutely give you that. I just his his older, older Barry, I'm sorry, their older Barry seemed like someone who had been through shit, who was more mature, was changed by his mother's murder. Yeah. And yes, so th- but that's true, but only in comparison with younger Barry, because in the first scene and then when he's back and he, I mean, Barry, I mm-hmm. yes, want to get the character when he's back on Earth, he's back to acting like that again. And I was like, where did the maturity go? Yeah, I would have liked to see the maturity. We're talking about eight years and it just that part didn't play for me. I just found like the, the character made me anxious it's a lot it's a lot for a main character who's, who's in essentially every scene of the movie mm-hmm. twice so so and i you know i, I have to give it credit it, it went directions i didn't expect i agree you know after saving the day with the babies and hanging out with batman you know ben affleck's final appearance is batman and then wonder woman shows up in a little cameo uh to you know stop these guys from with chemicals you know st- standard superhero stuff he's he's reminded that his 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 father uh Captain Nixon is on Louder tr- milk. His, his last, his I, last have a, appeal. I, wait, 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 wait. I have a uh, I have a shirt. It's a mud honey shirt with uh-huh. like a big muff pedal on it, which Loudermilk wore in several episodes of that show. And I walked out of the movie and I looked down. And I was like, hey, look at that. Uh, his father is was this his final appeal or Ron, Le- yes. Ron Livingston, who was in jail for his mother's murder. Literally, everyone knows this because we've done this four times. He's in jail for his mother's murder. And Barry's been trying to, you know, prove his innocence in his spare time. And he goes to his family's old family home because his father reminds him of some good memories of when they used to make pasta sauce together. And that triggers him to remember the day of the murder where the whole thing happened because his father had to go get pasta sauce because they forgot to buy it when they were at the store. Until someone murdered his mom while, while that was happening. And so then he just out of nowhere decides to run really, really fast and ends up in the speed force, goes into some weirdo arena arena of time where all the seats are like concentric circles of time and ends up going back in time uh, to when his mother was murdered and that's where all the problems start because he has no powers now and he's no way to get home i saw this 48 hours ago and i'm having trouble putting it all in it because this is a multiverse gobbledygook Mm-hmm. And this is not the knock on this movie. It's literally every superhero movie now. Well, to try to put it into a coherent timeline where what happens is much like all the other Flashpoint stories, it's not so simple just to go back in time and change something. He, he goes back in time and totally disrupts the time stream. As we'll get to him in a second, Bruce Wayne shows him with a bunch of pasta, which actually was pretty well done. String theory, baby. <laughs> yeah, he basically separates into a set, an alternate reality, not just going forward, but he changes it in both directions. So. That using the noodle to like show yeah. that you change the beginning and the end. I thought that was really brilliant. So and I was like, oh, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah, no, that was really and good. I'm stupid. Yeah. So this so, ends up the whole thing where he's got to get back home while also 
coming to grips with the fact that he can't change his mother's murder. And now there's two of him. And then what also happens is this also happens to be the same time that Zod invades Earth in Man of Steel. He's going back in time by changing the timeline, basically removed all the other superheroes except for Michael Keaton, Batman, and Supergirl, who we'll get to in a second as well. And so this, he's got to stop Zod. He's got to get back his powers. He's got Are to get back home. Are you saying this for them or for you? Are you trying to figure this I'm out? I'm doing it for me as well. If you're listening to this, <laughs> you don't, you know or don't. And the length of time that is taking to explain this endlessly inexplicable film. I just, I'm just trying to hurts. put it all into, all into order for my own head. Here's what you need to know. Yeah. There are a lot of references to Back to the Future and things like that. And they yeah. use that to their advantage yes. because everybody knows that if you try to explain Back to the Future and its many inconsistencies, you just and try to make it work, it doesn't work. And I thought every time I thought, but wait, and I thought, you know what? Don't worry about it. Why is and John also, Peter Superman there? You know what? Doesn't matter. Also, it doesn't uh, matter. You know, Back to the Future very famously changed its lead actor. So this is a fun way to say the universe is different because Eric Stoltz is the uh, is yeah. the um, star of the movie. So let's get to the juicy good stuff. So he realizes he needs the help of Batman. They go to Wayne Manor. It's it looks very much like the one in 1989. It's all run down, it's covered in overgrowth and moss. And when he went into that front room and then into the kitchen, yeah. I was like, "Fuck yes!" It's the king of the Wigger people. I so, I was looking for him the whole time. I was like, I was, I was really really hoping. Younger yeah. Barry would say, "Is this what is this guy, King of the Wicker People?" <laughs> I, I think it's Wicker. Just yeah, just, Wicker, Wicker people, Wicker people. So they go into the kitchen where they get attacked by an old hobo with long gray hair and a beard and one flip flop and flip flops and sweatpants. And turns out it's old Bruce Wayne. And the, the first time Michael Keaton spoke, I was just like, "Oh man, I love this guy so much." He just fit right back into that. You know, this is obviously yeah. a crazed, much older Bruce Wayne who has retired and alfred's gone he's alone in his house but he just slipped right back into it yeah he because his batman is a certain is a specific batman he's un- like, unhinged yeah and he, yeah it's just a little bit and and he, and he was right there you know and i was it wasn't like a cameo like he is a no. main character the driving force throughout the whole thing so here this will tell you something For, okay yeah. wait here's my here's my full stop overall note on the film yeah. that made it good mm-hmm. this is the most comic booky superhero movie certainly mm. that dc has ever made in terms mm. of like yes m- 2000s multiverse comic booky it's, it's the one shit. least afraid of being a comic book movie because yeah previously I mean, dc movies tend to be afraid of embracing that side and even it. that hideous terrible disgusting offensive costume at least looks like it's a superhero costume, even though it's a bad one. Flash? Yes. Well, it's way better than the Justice League one. It, it, which will tell you, I mean, but... Uh, Justice League horrible. one was armored. This was at least, no, like, I get sl- it. sleek. It's it's fine, but it's just something about it. Like, it, like, when they took all the yellow off at one point, I was like, there! Oh, that's so much... And, you know, then it sort of comes back, because yeah, it's static. Yeah. There's a reason for it. Uh, whatever. I'm just saying, like, it, 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 it works in that sense. And every time... You know, I was like, I don't know. I got not super superhero-y, and I, I'm kind of so every time it went melodramatic, like mm-hmm. I can't save you. You already did. I'm like, all right, comic book, it's fine. <laughs> like I, I can accept all that. So you know, they they enlist Batman's help. He comes out of retirement. He shaves his beard. He cuts his hair. He gets a hairpiece, and he 
dons the suit again. And he had an airpiece in 89. <laughs> I know. And so, you know, one of the things that gets to happen here that didn't happen in 89 is that you get a much more active, you know, live Batman right. who who can I, jump around and do ironically. Kung Fu and Yeah. And, As opposed and, to old man Sam Jackson running. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, all the Batman. So this guy, Andy Machete, the director, has been tapped to, we'll see if it lasts tap to direct the Batman film in the, in the new James Gunn universe. And With I George thought the Batman Clooney. stuff was good. I thought the, the the Ben Affleck Batman stuff was good. I thought the, the Michael Keaton Batman stuff was good. Yeah. I thought it was all good. There were big action scenes with Batman several times. And yeah, this is, I think you said that. Like, is this a Flash movie? This is Well, yeah, there's one point where it was just it was like Batman and Supergirl. So I was like, yeah. is this, whose movie is it? Oh, what I, what I was going to say, though, is that like I, I had a large beverage. And I had to go to the bathroom. And what I thought at the beginning was, I'll have no problem leaving. But yeah. by the time I had to go, I was like, I kind of don't want to go now because I feel right. like I'll miss a thing. Because there was a lot of time left. Yeah. But the big fight was happening. I was like, does this go on for 45 minutes? <laughs> and it kind of did. But it kind of did because it yeah. was a time, time travel movie. And so, you know, they have to work together. They got to find Superman because he's the only one that can stop Zod because Zod is looking for this uh, Kryptonian. And they go to this Russian prison our Soviet prison, who knows? And find this is and this is all kind of shades of Flashpoint, where Flashpoint and, was about and Flash the Winter Batman. Soldier. So he's next. Yeah, he's in the they next find, thing over in the cell next to Winter Soldier. They find Kara Zor-El, Supergirl, and you know it makes sense that again when you change the time and you find out later that that Zod had intercepted the, uh, the Clark's pod and killed him. So you know now we got Supergirl, we have uh, Batman, and we have Flash. Trying to defeat Zod, and then we do we go through many time inter- iterations. I thought it was interesting that young Barry became the villain who had lost his mind trying to constantly fix time. I liked that a lot. That was interesting. I thought he'd be like Reverse Flash, but it didn't matter. Yeah, I mean, you see, like at the beginning, there's the there's that thing, and I was like, please don't be like Strong Force or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, and I thought the explanation. Was really good, and I thought that the build up to it that that structuring of that part was 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 quite strong. They're fighting Zod, and they keep losing. Batman keeps dying. Supergirl gets killed, and so they keep running back into the Speed Force to try to fix it, and it's not working. And old Barry realizes it's not working. Young Barry refuses to give up, and so he be, you know he does it a million times, or whatever. Ends up becoming old and angry, and becomes a bad guy trying to stop Barry from leaving the the, the arena of time, whatever the hell that was. I thought that was good. I thought it was, inter- you know, I yeah. didn't expect that to happen. You know, a lot of things that didn't, I didn't expect to happen, which I thought were fun. That, you know, anytime you're surprised, it's a good thing. I and think one of, Keaton one of was the, great. Keaton. Yes. His death scene was great. He was fun as the older, crankier mentor. Not super cranky. He actually no, was kind of game to be there. He, cranky. The yeah, cranky. but he wasn't doing the gruff thing that we're so used to. Yeah. Neither was Batman. They're very nice Batman in this. <laughs> These yeah. are these are actually pretty nice supportive Batman who are very self aware. Also, the Affleck one was because he was he had the less of truth on him. That's why he was mm-hmm. self aware. I yeah, hated the still. Affleck mask; it covered up his nose entirely. Yeah, it but so it looked like a weird. Frank Miller drawing, and I was kind of yeah. like, All from right, the front it looked fine. From the, from the below, I was like, why is his nose still totally covered? He can't breathe. So that he doesn't thing. get stabbed in the nose. I guess you don't want to get nostril stabbed. <laughs> Everybody knows that's the worst. <laughs> so in the trailer. Uh, all of, I feel like the trailer was almost the same length as the film. It covered most of the ground. Supergirl being in it, I thought, yeah. that's cool. 
I, yeah. and I cannot explain why, but I just thought we haven't seen in any of these movies another Kryptonian who is not like Superman. And I think that if uh, we look, th- you know, in comics, certainly it's the Supergirl, Superwoman story that mm-hmm. uh, Tom King did. You know, that was a different sort of. Uh, interpretation of the character and i was like oh this could kind of be a version of that that i see but also just she looked different and she looked cool she looked really cool like when i saw i was like that's awesome yeah the costume was cool i just didn't think she was that compelling of an actor i thought the other than the the, his mother the other two female characters in the film iris and supergirl i thought the actresses weren't super compelling you mean aaron from dairy girls she also wasn't very good (laughs) (laughs) who's that iris no, the the roommate slash coworker. Oh, her, yes, 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 yes. So, I just thought Iris was a non-entity on screen. She had no chemistry with Ezra Miller, and I thought Sasha Callie's Supergirl was kind of bland. She didn't really bring anything to the screen. All her. that interesting. I, I uh, liked her me. as sort of the, I don't know, like uh, like a midnighter kind of thing. Yeah, I just think that I didn't think she acted at that level. I don't know. I just didn't find her that compelling. But the she looked cool, and the action was fun, and it was a good mix of this team up you don't expect to happen and i like mm-hmm. supergirl a lot i just didn't think the actress was that strong but you know ultimately it's fun it moves it, I, I you know this is not a pun but it moved really well the film mm-hmm. there was never a point where i checked my watch or i got antsy and i don't mind long movies if i'm into them and i think they're mm-hmm. fun or good or whatever but i know if i'm getting antsy like about time i'll start to like shift a lot in my seat and so it wasn't like eternals no, no, it wasn't like that at all. I didn't, I didn't feel the time. Like, it was two and a half hours. I didn't feel it at all. I thought it, it, it you know, it really kept the action moving. The, the, the characters I enjoyed were fun. You know, the, there was some, you know, inventive things they did. And then we had that weird ending. Not the very end. I'm talking about the, the collision of multiverse planets, mm-hmm. which I'm of two minds of. One, I love the concept Mm-hmm. And I didn't think I'd ever see Nick Cage as Superman fighting Ganon, a giant, no. the, the famous giant spider. But also, uh, they looked like video game cutscenes. A lot of it looked like video game, like the the, the CGI in it, and I, I let it go. But yeah. did look like sort of that rubbery old CGI. You mean the, the whole movie? See. Everything. Yeah, I'm starting to become less nitpicky about CGI. My, my whole too. thing is, does I it, just does, it. it does the story get served? Or does it take you yeah. out of the story? Like, that's my whole thing. Like, I can watch a low-budget thing as long as the story works. And, that, and that's totally all fun. I just noticed it, and I don't anymore yeah. that often. I thought, that's weird. But it was, you know, Christopher Reeve appears, but he's, you know, it's like... His rubbery face with... It's with just not even like... Helen Slater. They don't even look close to being human. Yeah. And then, you know, Nick Cage is Superman and George Reeves is Superman and Adam West Batman. And I was just like, couldn't you have taken, I mean, look, I'm not a CG guy. I don't work in the VFX industry, but couldn't you have taken footage from the film and, you know, cropped them out and put it on a background? Like, they absolutely could have done that. Like, couldn't they have taken a shot of Christopher Reeves looking off in the distance and just used that instead mm-hmm. of whatever that was? You know, Is like a Luke Skywalker thing. But I didn't mind it in Star Wars so much. I don't, I don't know why, just because maybe because there were so many of the characters, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, when it's just Luke once for two minutes, it's all right. But when there's seven characters in a row for like five straight minutes, you're like really notice that none of these people look even close to human. I think they get away with it though, because you're talking about a, you know, multiversal, like it's a bunch of, no, that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. I was like, Ooh, yeah. it's, you know, yeah. it, I was like, is that Nick Cage? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, you know, it's just, uh, that's why I said it was two minds. Cause I really liked it mm-hmm. and I was wishing for hoping for more. And they apparently cut a lot of people out. They had a whole bunch of 
things they were going to show. Also, they showed a random uh, Jay Garrick that wasn't oh, yeah. anybody. But I was thinking about this during the Spider-Man, which we'll talk about in the Spider-Man review. But they, they've done so many of these versions of these characters now that like all they do in these multiverse movies is, is refer back to them. Because well, that's all they've got now. That's not all that unreal. It's, it's not all that far from what comics does, though. Oh, sure. No. Yeah. So not again, that's complaint. sort of part and parcel of it's that. It's just more of a reality of where they're at now. Uh-huh. So the big thing is is all these multiverse planets start to collide in this arena of time or whatever. And so all of these heroes from other movies and times are looking in into the multiverse and seeing the Flash. And, and he ends up saving the multiverse. But does he? So the very end, he goes back oh, in right, time. Yeah, yeah. He... <laughs> the whole time he's told he can't change history because it's going to fuck everything up. And so he doesn't save his mom, but he decides that because there's security footage of his dad, at the supermarket at the time of the murder, but you can't see his face because his hat's covering it. So they wasn't helpful as evidence because the pasta sauce he wanted was on the, the bottom of the shelf. So Barry moves it to the top of the shelf. So his dad's got to look up right at the camera and they can use that to acquit him. Now, why that's okay to change, I don't know, versus his mother, but whatever. I, I didn't think about that too hard. Yeah. That's one of those time travel things that I was yeah. like, let it roll. Yeah, I didn't care. I was like, okay, fine. So he gets an early in the thing. He gets an algorithm to clean up the video. They show it in court. His dad gets acquitted. Barry leaves the courthouse, gives it a nonsensical statement to the press, has a completely chemistry free scene with Iris. <laughs> and then Bruce Wayne calls him and says, congratulations. I'm, I'm coming over. And the car pulls up. There's a crowd of reporters. I want to talk to Bruce Wayne and out, through the crowd pops George Clooney. And that was the biggest reaction in the entire movie from the crowd really? I was in. The crowd uh-huh. went fucking bananas for that. Hmm. And I thought it was great. You know, <laughs> I thought it was great. Apparently, and the director says have not confirmed this, there was an original ending. We knew the ending had been reshot at the very end. That was something that was told once James Gunn took over. The rumor is, I don't know how accurate this is, the rumor is the original ending was it was going to be Keaton again. And that Keaton was going to be the new Batman in the Snyderverse because this is before James Gunn and they were just going to keep going. I thought that's what it was going to be. And Affleck was going to be gone. He wanted to do more. Keaton was going to become the Nick Fury of the DC universe. And, and he was going to be like sort of the old man in the chair for everybody. And Batgirl was going to be the new Bat person on the team. That's the rumor the plan was. It doesn't matter because James Gunn came in and wiped it all away. Mm-hmm. And so now you had this sort of joke about George Clooney being Batman. And I thought that was funny. He looked great. He's great. I love George well, Clooney. Of course he looked George Clooney looked great. What else is new? And then there was a post-credit sequence with Aquaman, which I thought was funny. I laughed when he said, I live here now, and he slapped the water, which seems kind of a metaphor for the entire DC movie. I didn't see it. I I had to go. It was literally nothing. They they stumble out of a bar, and Aquaman's drunk, and he he doesn't make it home to various house. He he falls face first into the gutter. And I was like, well, this is a metaphor. (laughs) It's interesting because there are two more DC movies. This one felt like a goodbye, right? Because almost everybody appears in it. Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa. They have a long shot of Superman fighting a volcano. This is kind of like the goodbye to the Snyderverse, except there are two more Snyderverse movies coming out. So I would have swapped this with Aquaman. And had this been the last one, I'd been like, that's it. Goodbye. We're done. We've we've rebooted. But now I got to have Aquaman come out in December that no one's going to see because the universe is being rebooted. Mm-hmm. I had fun. I don't want to say I didn't have fun. I had a good time. I did. It just was a weird movie with a lot of craziness going on. And I was... It's like, this is bonkers, and not everything worked, but a lot of it worked, and it, it was good. I had a good time with the movies. I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to. I really yeah. thought, like, I when I think about it now, like, my my standard for 
a bad superhero movie is now Eternals, where I just <laughs> couldn't sit. St- I'm not. I'm not even being it like was terrible. Like I, I thought this is, and it wasn't even bad. Like you know, like, remember like the old days? There was like the Punisher movie was bad, yeah, yeah. or or was the the Jonah Hex movie was maybe even worse. Uh, like those yeah. are bad. But the great sin of Eternals was that it was long and boring. It wasn't well, yeah, even the- bad. It was just. Why am I sitting? Iron here? Man changed the game in all in all kinds of ways. One of which was elevating the superhero yeah. film, so you could no longer accept the Wanted's or the Punisher War Journal, the War Zones, or whatever it was called. Right. And, and the problem with the Eternals is just that they're dull, and yeah, there's no excuse for dullness. And so, at least this was wacky. I mean, there's nothing. I don't think there's nothing dull about this movie. This movie no. th- throws the, th- no. the kitchen sink at you, and most of it works. Most yeah. of it really does. Like it yeah. wasn't the greatest superhero film of all time, as the new president of Warner Brothers proclaimed, but it Maybe was Maybe don't say that. Is it the best <laughs> DC extended universe movie? No. One, I think Wonder Woman's still the best, but this is number two, probably. Might be. Might I can't be. think of what it's, the other I mean, like, the, the fact that, you know, they pulled it off at all after all that. It was like, it was probably this close to being shelved and... Well, nine years. Yeah. Think about how long ago Man of Steel came out, how long ago Batman vs. Superman came out, how long ago Justice League came out. Do you know what got me through, too? I thought, well... At least I don't have to watch Ezra Miller after this. Jeez. I'm, I'm not. Like, it's funny just, how much you dislike them as an actor, but they were in like every scene of the movie. I know. And you liked the movie. For about the first third or half, I was like, oh, shut up. I go real like I really <laughs> I found it irritating. And then when we come back to the present air quotes and then the character was the same as at the beginning of the movie. I was like, what have you done here? Yeah, I, it's just tough because I like just I said, the, the voice and the nervous ticks and the yeah. everything. I just, as long as I wasn't thinking this isn't like Flash, because it's not. It's, it's not no, very no Flash. It's I know. not Wally West. No, it's not even Bart. Closest, but no, no, because Bart is a like a more like a, I was going to say Alpha, but that's not anything, but like his is confident. Yeah, he's confident. Yeah, lunatic. Yeah, I mean it's just tough because I, you know, like I said in the beginning, having seen this story told in four different ways, I was just, I was just kept wondering, well, why can't we just be with Barry's life, learn about that life? Mm-hmm. But like, that's not the story they're going to tell anymore. I just as long as James Gunn doesn't do another Flashpoint movie, then we're fine because mm-hmm. there's other Flash stories. You know about box office? Is this going to be a box office? Like, oh, this was a disaster. This, right? Okay, uh, that's what I thought. So it was projected to come in at seventy million for the weekend. It came in at fifty-five. Mm-hmm. And paired with a bunch of other flops, like the Pixar film the same weekend, like it's got everybody mm-hmm. r- running scared uh, for the future of movies. But, you know, like we, we said from the beginning that DC did everything possibly you could do wrong with these movies. Mm-hmm. And you can do a Flash movie if you've built goodwill for the Flash, you mm-hmm. know, but you haven't. You did nothing to build goodwill for the Flash, just like Marvel put the work in. Neither did Ezra Miller. Yeah, true. And that's another factor. But Marvel did the work, right? They spent years building up these mm-hmm. side characters that they then spin off into other films. And not that the Flash is a side character in the comics, but he is the general public. Sure. You expect people to come out to a character that no one really knows because you've done the work for an actor that's not a big star and is and some people will know has got really messed up personal life and criminal and all that stuff to a universe you already said is being rebooted. Like all these things. I'm not surprised. You know, my theater was like 40% full, which is more than I expected at the middle of the day on a holiday. But I'm not surprised at all it did badly because it's just not. It's just, <laughs> dude, there were know. three other people in my theater. Well, I had, I had more but than that. But it it's a small town on a yeah. Wednesday afternoon. That's the flash. Let's rate it. Ratings. Ratings. 
out of five stars. This is tough. It's tough. Three and a half. I'm going to give it 3.75. Did you decide you had to go? Did you decide you had to go higher than me? No, no, it wasn't that. I'll totally watch it again. And the parts that I really liked were great. Mm -hmm. And the rest of it was fun. Other than Mm -hmm. like the parts I didn't like that you may have liked, I didn't like ruin the movie for me. I was just like, Mm -hmm. I don't know about this, but then whatever. Yeah. It's a weird, crazy movie though. So there you go. That's the flash review. We still have two more DC. (laughs) I mean, we got blue beetle coming and then we got Aquaman, whatever the subtitle is that everyone forgets exists. And then that finally the Snyderverse will be put into the ground where it belongs. And uh, we can hopefully start off with something more fun and and bright and interesting, but who knows? We'll see. In the meantime, Josh and I, these two fellows on the show, talk about the week's new comic books every week on the Pick of the Week show over at fanboy.com. We also have our monthly shows in which we either review a book that's called Booksplode or Josh interviews a creator that's called Talksplode. And we have our Media Splode show, which we talk about non-comic book media with our old co-host, Ron Richards. All kinds of podcasts. There's at least six a month, although often more. And you can find them all at ifanboy.com. We thank you for listening. This was fun. I enjoyed watching the movie. I enjoyed talking to you about it. I think this conversation was a little bit manic, but I think the movie was a little bit manic. And so in that sense, it it reflected the movie. Oh, yeah. So there you go. Sometimes you get the conversation that the movie inspires. Also, I saw it like 20 minutes ago. If you didn't see this movie and you're a fan of Michael Keaton's Batman, you need to see the movie. Mm -hmm. There's just no way around it. Or if you just can't get over the fact that John Peters never got to make... I was like, the, the John ba- Peters the finally Superman got his Superman. Superman. Was that, that wasn't a Tim Burton cameo as that one Russian guy, right? I don't think so. I don't either. I just thought for a second they stopped and we were looking at him. I was like, is that someone? I, don't, I don't Tim remember, Burton. I don't I remember like, I don't thinking think that, so. but I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. Well, we'll be back for the next, I think, well, you also can get Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse either before this or after this. Some this so they're all going to be out at the same time. And then we'll be back for our media explode and our talk explode and our book explode. And then uh, the next film, I believe, is I think it's Blue Beetle, but we'll figure it out. We'll talk to you later. And until then, I'm Connor. I'm Josh. Bye bye.